0: It's been a joy to have Brother Holmes with us these last several days and appreciate he and his wife being here. Appreciate the messages thus far and looking forward to the message tonight from the Word of God. And they'll make an announcement about tomorrow. What are you going to do tomorrow, Brother Paul, or somebody can make that announcement before we leave tonight. We're grateful he's here. And you pray for him as he comes to deliver the Word of God and put the emphasis where the emphasis ought to be. The truth will make us free. Brother Bob, come preach for You will not believe it. I went shopping today at the grocery store. One of my first things on the list was mayonnaise. (laughs) And I forgot it, and I don't forget mayonnaise. I was gonna get Hellman's, but I believe in conversion. (laughs) We need more converts in America. So we're going to see if I'm a converted. I'll tell you tomorrow night, if I'm converted to Duke's, my first time having that mayonnaise. <laughs> Exodus 3, thank you so much for thinking of my wife. And she, she was so honored by it. And we both were. And uh, we enjoy the place we're staying. It's just a wonderful thing to get a chance to have time together like this. And thank you for making us feel so at home. The song was led of God It's good enough for me. How many believe everything in this Bible is still good enough for all of us? So in Exodus 3, I want to show you a message tonight that is so desperately needed in all of our life. And that is this. The God of the burning bush is your God. And notice Exodus 3:1. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro his father-in-law the priest of Midian and he led the flock to the back side of the desert and came to the mountain of God even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flaming fire out of the midst of a bush and he looked and behold the bush burned with fire and the bush was not consumed. Say, that sounds strange, yeah, but God is a super natural God. God does everything above the natural. Super means above, natural means natural. Put it together, you have above the natural. That doesn't make sense. Well, God can do things that don't make sense. And what a God we serve. If you believe that, say amen. And Moses said, I will now turn aside, verse 3, and see this great sight, why the bush is not burned. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Draw nigh, hither, verse 5, put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place wherein thou standest is holy ground. Have you ever stopped to think why a burning bush was called a holy ground? I was reading a little further and I was amazed by this because God's presence was behind the bush and that bush wasn't just a bush by itself But God's presence was there and how many believe that's always holy ground? And he's there for us today. His presence is there for us today Why because the I am God of the Bible is behind this bush now you may be nervous He probably thought I'm nervous. I'm going to be facing the monarch Pharaoh, the greatest Pharaoh, but the God of all creation is better than the God of Pharaoh. And so what an amazing thought when he says this. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, verse 6, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, and Moses did hit his face for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt and have heard their cry by reason of the taskmasters for I know their sorrows. And I came down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians to bring them up out of the land unto a good land and a large unto a land flowing with milk and honey. Under the place of the Canaanites, and the Hittites, and the Amorites, and the Perizzites, and the Hittites, and the Jebusites. Wow, he says this enemy is cruel, big, gigantic, huge. But may I say this, no enemy is bigger than God is. And no trial is bigger than God is. The God of the burning bush is your God. And so, look at verse 9. Now therefore behold the cry of the children of Israel come upon me. And I have also seen the oppression, which simply means weighted down, wherein the Egyptians oppress them. Turn to Psalm 43 and let me show you what we should do in a land that seems to be so oppressed and in churches that seem to be so oppressed. What should we do about this? Because we're facing oppression. You say, well, we're not under taskmasters, but I have news for you. The devil and the prince of uh, the demons and all of that are out to discourage Christians. And how many believe we ought to be encouraged and not discouraged? So in Psalm 43, should we be oppressed? Verse 1, judge me, O God, and plead my cause against an ungodly nation. O deliver me from the deceitful and unjust man. Have we seen some of that? For thou art the God of my strength. Why dost thou cast me off? Why go I mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? What a great question. If there's a God, not if there's a God, because there's a God. How many believe there's still a God? So why should we be oppressed knowing there's a God, and it's the same God that used Moses? Then in the next verse, Oh, send out thy light and thy truth. If ever we needed the light and truth, it's now. Let them lead me. Let them bring me unto thy holy hill and to thy tabernacles. Then will I go unto the altar of God, unto God my exceeding joy. Do you mean God is joy? Yes, God equals joy according to this. How many are glad God is a a God who wants to bring joy to his people? So, why be oppressed when you can have joys, right? Yea, upon the harp will I praise thee, O my God. Then he asks the question in the, verse 5, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Let the people in the bar rooms be cast down, but let God's people be above the oppression. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted, or uneasy, or worried within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. Thank God we don't have to say, What's the use? Thank God we don't have to go through our lives feeling like a ton of bricks is weighing us down with oppression. Why? Because the same God that used the burning bush is your God and my God. And when I see how bad it's getting and he says, send out your light. The oppression is so bad. The enemies are everywhere. What should I do about this? Why do I go to Disney and find the enchanted chambers where Disney princesses, where kids buy their princess dresses in this place called Enchanted Chambers, and a man greeting all the children is in a mustache and a dress? You say, what can we do in a day when it seems like there's so much oppression? Look at verse 10. Oh, you've got to see this. Verse 10. Come now, therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. I am sure, again, he was nervous about all this. So Moses said unto God, who am I that I should go unto Pharaoh and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt? verse 12. And he said, certainly I will be with thee. Now watch this next statement. It is so powerful. And this shall be a token unto thee, that I have sent thee. When thou hast brought forth the people of Egypt, you shall serve God upon this mountain. Verse 13. And Moses said unto God, Behold, when I come unto the children of Israel and say unto them, The God of your fathers have sent me unto you, and they shall say to me, What is his name? What shall I say unto them? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. I am that I am. And he said, Thou shalt say unto the children of Israel, I am has sent me unto you. I'm not coming to you just like a man-made desire here. I'm not just representing myself. I'm meek. I don't know what I'm going to say, but I know one thing. The I am is sending me. And how many believe we serve the same I am right now? So look at this next verse. And God said unto Moses, verse 15, thou shalt say unto the children of Israel, I'm going to read this again. The God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. Did you hear that? This is my name forever. This is my name forever. What's that mean? He's the same God for you that he was back then. The same God is for you. He's with you. He wants to lift the oppression. So this is my name forever. Now wait till you see this. This is my memorial unto all generations. Bush isn't burning up. Why? Look at the flame around it. God Almighty was doing this as a memorial for every generation to find out the same God that used that that was behind the burning bush is behind 2024. The God of the burning bush is your God. The God of the Bible wants every generation to know that he can work through Moses. So why can't he work through you? We have the indwelling Holy Spirit, and we have a Bible that is powerful, completed uh, God's word. How many are glad for it tonight? And so the same God is our God. For every generation, I want this to be a memorial. I want you to think about the burning bush over and over again so you can lift up your head and get away from the oppression. That's what America needs right now, and that's what our churches need. God can call us in very unusual ways to do tasks that seem impossible. You're going to have me lead out all of these people that are under oppression? You're going to use me to do it? Yeah, the I am essential. It's got nothing to do with you. It has to do with me. Wow. Turn to Exodus 4 and look at this verse. Exodus 4 continues in verse 1. And Moses answered and said, but behold, they will not believe me. Why should I go out there and witness? They won't believe anything we say. They will not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice, for they will say, The Lord hath not appeared unto thee. And the Lord said unto him, What is that in thy hand? And he said, A rod. And he said, Cast it on the ground. And he cast it on the ground, and it became a serpent. And Moses fled from before it. (laughs) The I am was behind Moses, the I am was behind the rod, the I am was in his speech, and, and God used that little thing like a rod to do a lot of different things, produce water from a rock and part the sea. You say, well, how come God uses little things to do great things? Because God wants himself to be remembered. How many believe God ought to be remembered in our day? And he says, I want you to remember... Memorial, member, remember. I want you to look at this memorial, what God did in the bush, and I want you to say, that is my God. How many really believe that? All of God could be seen through it. It's about the God of the Bible. Now turn to 2 Corinthians 4, and let me show you what God wants to do now As we remember the burning bush as a a um, memorial. In 2 Corinthians 4, 3, what should we do now because of remembering this? In 2 Corinthians 4, look at verse 3. But if our gospel, how many are glad the death, burial, and resurrection is the way, the truth, and still the life? Now, as you know, I like to go to buffets and I like to eat all the food you could imagine. But there's only one way to heaven, and it's my precious Savior who said I am the way, the truth, the life. You mean you can go around the country to six million public school kids and say there is an answer. Not a multitude of answers. And I like buffets. You can eat anything you want, you know, and, and, be, and just pick what, choose what you want. But when I'm going to heaven, there's only one way there because neither is there salvation in any other. For there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. How many believe that's still true? Amen. So we can have this bush as a memorial that the God of heaven was behind it and he's behind us for every generation. Yeah. No, it's just, you know. Man's been in the church 57 years. We're in a different time right now. Why don't you just say, I don't have faith that God's with me like he was Moses. Now, in verse 4, the God of this world in 2 Corinthians 4 had blinded the minds of them which believe not. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. If the devil doesn't want people having their sight there, and he wants to blind people to the gospel, how many believe we ought to want to get light out there beyond words? The answer is the light. Turn the light on, the darkness leaves. And then in verse 5, look at what he says in 2 Corinthians 4, 5. For we preach not ourselves. Moses looked at that burning bush and said, I had nothing to do with this fire and the bush not burning. I had nothing to do with this. And God says, I am behind it. And God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts. To give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Look at verse 7. But we have this treasure. How many believe it's a treasure to have the light of the world living in us? We have this treasure in earthen vessels. That the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We have representatives of the light of the world. And I'm sure the light of the world was the light, the fire of the burning bush that wouldn't burn up that bush. And I believe the light of the gospel today is still the answer and it doesn't burn up and become a new day. I believe God's word is true for every generation. We are God's representative. We have the presence of God behind our burning bush, the fire and power of the gospel. The power may be of God and not of us. I remember, I'll never forget this. I'm going to go slow through it because I think it's precious. How many of you are glad the gospel can still help anybody? Now, hang on. I had a call last year, and I want to tell you how this call developed. A boy was in one of my assemblies during the day. 15 years ago or so. And he came in and was so on fire that God planted this burden in his heart to want to come to the gospel rally. He went home and begged his father to go to the evening rally. He came and brought a friend with him that was the son of the atheist friend. So he had the atheist friend there, his son, and his friend. At the end of the Sermon on the Cross, it was amazing. This man who was an atheist was on the phone with me saying the story to me a year ago. And he said, when I came to that rally, I got mad because my son was going forward and I thought he was just—he all excited and kind of going quickly. I thought he had to go to the bathroom. And he said he was going forward to get saved. How many are glad God can do this? And then he called me and continued the conversation. And to get it straight, exactly the order of this. The son came out all excited. Dad, I got saved. And he got mad about it, but he said, I didn't show it to my son. The church did follow up. And they had Bible studies after this took place. And both uh, the, the, um, the mom, the, the wife of the atheist, came to the Bible study. And the wife got saved. But the atheist didn't. Then, through the church being willing to follow up, how many believe the gospel ought to be followed up? Amen. And because the church followed it up, The atheist father got saved. I'm, yeah, no, I'm sorry, the, the, not the atheist father. <laughs> the son, his friend, his dad, which was a friend of the atheist, got saved at the Bible study. And his wife got saved at the Bible study. Now, wait till you hear what happened on the phone a year ago. He said, are you still playing volleyball? Are you the guy that plays volleyball? I said, yes. He said, I want you to know this story. And he went into it. And he said, later, my wife was saved and all of that. And he said, the light of the world. He heard the message on the light of the world, the cross. And he said, I am now thanks, thankful to God because... It was one in the morning when he was crying on the other end of the line and he said I later got saved myself and because of that rally I'm going to see my wife in heaven. You just never know who you're reaching. It's so hard for me to come up with all the details. I'd make the worst lawyer you could ever imagine. But that is exactly what happened. How many of you are glad we have a powerful gospel that can even turn an atheist around? And so God uses unusual, supernatural things. We don't have the visible appearances of God today like a theophany, but we serve the same God who's behind that gospel, and that gospel of a risen Savior is alive and supernatural, can take an atheist and turn him around because the Bible never returns void. So listen to this. We have a supernatural power, as Moses had behind the bush, with us. To get light to a dark world. We have this treasure in earth and vessels that the excellency of power may be of God and not of us. In other words, it has nothing to do with us whatsoever. It has to do with the wonderful God behind the bush. So in Matthew 28, hang on. Jesus came and spoke unto them saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Now listen. Go therefore and teach all nations. Why? Because there's power on heaven and earth. Like there was power in a bush. So go, therefore, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Why does he say, go, and then I'll be with you? Go, and then lo. Because God's presence is still able to work through you and I. You go first. You go and say the I am sent you. And God says to us today, you go with the gospel and watch God do things. I remember I was on the way to a trip My wife was driving. I was laying in the back seat, and I I was hurting. My back was hurting. And every time we took a bump in the road, it was hurting so bad that I said, honey, let's pull off this exit and get a night's rest. So I walked in to the hotel like this, and the lady saw me coming. She said, you have a back problem. I said, no, ma'am. I walk like this because it's fun. And she said, I've got a chiropractor who could see you. And I thought, what doctor's going to see me at 7 at night? And right now, I don't have a lot of money to pay for a chiropractor. But how many believe when we're giving out the gospel, he takes care of us? <laughs> so that she sent me to the chiropractor's office at 7 at night. And he had a, a, a table that I was laying on and a sticker that he put up there for his patients to read. I said, thank you for seeing me on such a short notice at 7. He said... And the the sticker up there said, Jesus saves. Now I began to think, I wonder what he's going to do to me. Could have said, prepare to meet God. I'm about to adjust you. And you know how they do it, right? (laughs) They do it all kinds of ways. And he's talking to me to get my mind off the next snap. And he said, what do you do in your life's work? I said, I travel a country preaching. He said, are you born again? I said, yes. He said, so am I. When it was all over, he said, take it as an offering to your ministry. I said, how God took care of us. Went back to the room. My wife and I had a night's rest. Got up the next morning. I had her keep driving. She drives all the time now. Anyhow, whether I have a bad <laughs> But, But literally, we went to another exit. And I said, honey, we've gone four more hours. My back's a little better from the last adjustment. I said, well, let's see if we can find another doctor. Went through a town I'd never been before in my life and saw a signed chiropractor. He said, I see you're in pain. And he took me in, right? And then he adjusted me. And he was as friendly as the other chiropractor. What do you do for your work? And I said, I'm an evangelist and I go into public schools with the gospel. He said, You're born again. I said, Yes. He said, So am I. And he didn't charge me anything. You go and then low, right? You go with the gospel. And then I am is with you. Well, she kept driving (laughs) another seven hours or so. And I said, honey, let's find one more chiropractor. God led me to a third born again chiropractor who happened to be a Christian and didn't charge me. So I went from there and told the Cadillac dealer I was a Christian. (laughs) No, I didn't. (laughs) I did not do that. But you say, what are the chances of finding three Christian doctors in three towns when your money was low, you were out of of place there in your vertebrae, and God led me to three chiropractors? I tell you, the I am is with the gospel. I woke up, I remember one trip we were taking, she'll probably remember this, and we were driving and we had about an eight or ten hour drive, and I knew there was an exit we had to get off, but I fell asleep in the back. And the exit was like three or four hours later. And something woke me right up. And I sat up and sure enough, hey honey, get off here. That's the exit. Right when I woke up. I remember I was at the airport late in Chicago and you don't want to be late in Chicago. There are thousands of gates literally going everywhere. And I got late got late. I was five minutes from having to run to wherever I was flying out of because I knew that, they don't, that once they shut the door, they do not let the president get on the plane. <laughs> and I said, I couldn't find the board where they had the gates. I couldn't find it. And there was no worker at any gate in sight. So I started running somewhere till I finally found somebody at a gate working the gate. I said, would you please help me? I've only got a few minutes to find where this town is. Where, where, what gate do I go to? She pointed and laughed. I was at the gate where I was supposed to be. <laughs> How many of you are glad, lo, I'm with you always? And it's just exciting to be a Christian and to have a truth, a light that God says, if you get my light out, I'm going to be with you. Proverbs says, trust in the Lord with all thy heart, lean not on your own understanding, in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Why? Because if we acknowledge him, he's getting the credit for it. How many believe God behind the bush ought to get credit for everything? So the God who's behind the bush says, will you acknowledge me so I can direct your path? Because once something like that happens and you tell about it, I'm getting glory, so go ahead, I'll do something else for you, and then tell that, and then I'll do something else for you and tell that I'm the I am. I'm behind the gospel. Amen. It is so thrilling. Um, and this happened just the other week. My wife and I were shocked. I had a list of Christian schools and a place where I was going and didn't even know it was close to uh, Baltimore. And I called up a school, and they called back, and they said this. We saw you 30 years ago playing the Baltimore Orioles in our gym. I said, really? My wife was with me having a nervous breakdown because the game went to 26 to 26, and then I finally beat them by two points. But the funniest thing You say, what are the chances of calling up the place where 30 years ago you were playing the Orioles and they even even said, we're going to try to get the Orioles again to play you. And I said... How could that happen that out of a whole list, I would call the place where they remembered me from 30 years ago. I have news for you. The light of the world is going to get out. And he said, if you go, I'm behind the light that you're shining because I am that very light and I shine through a burning bush and I want you to know that don't have your head down because of the oppression of America right now. Get your head up and say, I've got something wonderful to tell you about. My wife goes back every week to people who don't respond and she keeps going to the homes where unbelievable situations and she keeps going there with her wonderful smile and prayer for those people. You know why? Because once you go, Lo, I am with you as I was behind the bush. Go and I'll lead you. Like he led a pillar of fire by night and a cloud by day. And the Lord went before them in a day in a a pillar of cloud, Exodus 13, to lead them the way and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light to go by day and night. And he took not away the pillar of cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night, from before all the people. Wow. Supernatural pillar of fire and cloud? Why would a pillar lead me? Why would this kind of thing lead me? (laughs) Because somebody's behind it. The God of the whole creation is behind it. What a God. And get this. It has nothing to do with us. Oh no, we're, we're a vessel, yes. It's called in earthen vessels. That the excellency, the power may be of God and not of us. God uses us, but it's not of us. Everybody scream out, not of us. Not of us. Not of us. You say, how's the world going to see Jesus with us telling it? It has nothing to do with you. So quit saying you're too shy. Amen. For why one, one say, I'm a Paul, and another, I'm of Apollos? Are you not carnal? Who then is Paul, and who is Apollos? But ministers by whom you believe, even as the Lord gave to every man. Who are these people? Hang on. Are you listening? Raise your hand if you're listening to me. Otherwise, I'll start all over. Okay. I have planted. Apollos watered. Hang on. But God gave the increase. How many believe God can still use my wife, even if she gets no response week after week? And God can use you the same way. Just keep giving it out. Why? Because the God of the bush is behind you. Now, listen. Have I not planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. Now, this is powerful. So then, neither he is he that planteth anything. Neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Did you hear that very humbling phrase? My wife waters and waters and waters and waters. I go into schools. Many souls get watered and watered and watered with the water of the word. Yeah, but they didn't respond. Yeah, I'll give the increase. But I want you to know you're a vessel that is where the power is not of you but me. Just as in the bush, it had nothing to do with the bush or the fire. It had to do, God was behind it. And he says, he that watereth and he that planteth is, he says it so clear. Neither he that planteth Anything. He must increase. I must what? Decrease. It's all about God and who he is and what he can do. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, he taketh the wise in their own craftiness. And again, the Lord knoweth the thoughts of the wise that they are vain. In other words, they have their own wisdom. You know, I got this God. Every time I walk in a gym, oh, I'm going to play good today because I just had a wonderful assembly the other day. And boy, I got it nailed down and I'm going to spike so-and-so. I was watching him practice. You know, I, and, and all of a sudden we start thinking it has something to do with us. How many would agree you didn't save yourself? How many believe Jesus saves the soul? So if he's all behind it, can't we just go all the way through the rest of our life and say I have nothing to do with what I'm doing either? God will put you in a place like I had to walk in some gyms with my back out like this, and God had me play and took the pain away. But those are the times He uses us the most when we recognize it has nothing to do with you. Wow. Why? For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, he taketh the wise in their own craftiness. And again, the Lord knoweth the thoughts of the wise, that they are vain. Then the next verse says, therefore, let no man glory in men. And I say this in love. There's a lot of men worship today in our movement. And if you're not saying amen, I'll just dwell here for the next two hours. How many believe we shouldn't worship men, but we should worship the God behind the bush? It's not he that watereth the place. Oh, if you only had Dr. So-and-so in the church, you could say, we had that big name in our pulpit. And so the glory goes to the big name. But God says, of him are you in Christ Jesus who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. Of him are you in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification and redemption. How many believe he deserves all the credit? Every bit of it. Well, who am I to lead the children of Israel? Let this be a memorial to you. I was with that bush. I'm with you now. To do what you think is impossible, but I'm a supernatural God, watch this bush not burn up. So, let's bring it into our day. Every good thing we have is because he's made unto us. He's made unto us all those things, that according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. How many of you are glad tonight for the I am God? And how many are glad the man he was talking about tonight that went to heaven? How many are glad the I am was the answer for him? And the I am is the answer for your church and for your life. And he said, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly will I rather glory in my infirmities, (laughs) that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Oh, how can you do that from a wheelchair? Because the power of Christ is resting on me. How can you do what you're doing when you just had someone, loved one, die of cancer because the I am is with me? How can you keep serving and going soul winning when everybody rejects because you're doing it for Jesus and nobody else? Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and in reproaches and in necessities and in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I'm weak, then am I strong. Now, when we're faint and weak, why is it that things get accomplished? All right, here's the humbling statement we are in ourselves nothing. How many believe God's, and all this self esteem teaching? Now, I believe a person can believe in in what God can do through them when they're saved, but how many would agree you can't do anything without God? Because with God, it's all possible, but without God, nothing is possible. So what we ought to do as we go through this life on earth, and we serve God through the church, you say, how is God going to use us when we're so weak? (laughs) You're about to be used, because someone behind a bush is going to be seen. How many believe he deserves to be seen? My personality is so good. I can woo him, (laughs) right? Because I got the greatest smile there is. I'm even almost as good as Joel Osteen. I can smile. But how many of you believe it's God Almighty that does it all? Not our whimsome personality. We've got a great, big, wonderful God. A God who loves every one of us. Has done so much for all of us. A great, big, wonderful God. And when my roommate said to me, if God uses you, they're all going to know it's God. I said, I hope so the rest of my life because that's the only way it's going to happen. I was shy, introverted. I couldn't even speak to one person. But how many believe when you get a message, you want to tell it? I heard somebody say, once you ought to be so filled with the spirit, if a mosquito bit you, it would fly away singing this power in the blood. <laughs> but I do, I do believe that God does what you and I can't do. Yeah, but I have a doctor's degree. I'm a PhD. Well, Moses, behind this burning bush is a PhD doctor. No, behind this bush is the God who made the PhD doctor. True. Amen. So, what we ought to pray when we pray is, "God, help me to get the gospel out in such a way that you are seen and not me." And then, this is what we're going to be able to make a declaration about: Am I a God at hand or a God of, a God afar of off? Why was he called the I am God, even though he was a wonderful God in the past and a wonderful God in the future when Jesus comes again? How many believe the God of the Bible is still our God today? So what we ought to say is no matter how weak you think you are, let God use you. I'm not lifting up my wife too much, I hope. I, I thank God for her. I thank God she's been the prayer warrior that for all these 6,000s going I would have never been able to do without the prayers of my wife. But I I, I again say, be faithful when it doesn't seem like God is using you. His word is still powerful, and if you're weak, you're about to become strong. I had fainted, and lest I had believed to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. A missionary tells the story of a bomb that he was trying to release in the world war. And he could not release it, no matter how hard he tried to release that bomb. He was a Christian, and he couldn't drop the bomb. Guess what he found out years later? Missionaries were doing work where he would have dropped the bomb, and God stopped it from being able to be dropped. Amen. You go and low. Missionaries maybe looked up at the plane, I don't know if they knew what was going on, but you can't get me. (laughs) No, they weren't thinking that. But isn't it amazing how God can do supernaturally what we can't do? Let's say super. Super. Let's say it louder. Super Super means above. So say above. Above. The natural. natural. So when it happens above the natural, everybody says there must have been God behind that. You were shy growing up? I hated sports. I was always the last one to be picked for a team. How many know what that's like? Raise your hands. That's why I play by myself. Nobody wants to play with me. But it all started hating sports. To this day, I don't even follow sports. People say, what do you think of this team and that team? I have no no idea about it. And if, if, if I would have thought that I was going to go to all these gyms, I would have fainted in the middle of everything. Because growing up, I, I mean, I played ping pong and went skiing. But you know, I honestly believe when you go, the Lord is with you. How many of you are glad for the Lord tonight? Amen. Now, I'm going to be finished in just a second. You say when? I'm not sure. In 2 Timothy 3, it says, Having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away. A form. Not caring about who's behind the bush, but a form. Maybe I do have something to do with this bush not burning up. No, you don't. The I am has sent you. Well, I'm just a form here in church, and I know what to do exactly in the church service. I've been here for years. I've got it memorized backwards. In fact, my pastor, I could think about what he's saying backwards. It has nothing to do with form. It has to do with a real God. I wish there would have been more amens on that one. How many believe there's still a real God no matter how bad it is? A true, real God. And so he says, I want to be behind what you're doing. I don't want you to be like a Roman Catholic saying 50 Hail Marys because it's your form to do that. I don't want you to think it has anything to do with you like a monk who sat in a chair for 37 years thinking it would pay for his sins and the sins of his relatives. It Listen, penance doesn't pay for your sins. How many believe Jesus paid it all? A nun went in a casket and they they cover it over for 24 hours and she comes out in a cloistered convent. Never to see the world again, she's now in the convent. She escaped because a janitor had gotten her a track and and the janitor helped her escape this place. She said they'd make me lick crosses on the cement till my tongue bled. They'd hang me up by my thumbs for hours. How many of you again are glad Jesus went to an old rugged cross? Hey, hang yourself um, up, you know, by your thumbs. But you're not the one who's saving you. It's the one who's behind the bush. And I want you to know that the God of heaven who said, I am come that you might have life. Not what you can do can give you life. But I'm come that you might have an abundant life. And if we go out of this service tonight saying this to ourselves as we leave, God, you are behind that bush. And if you are behind that bush, I am no longer going to say this is not the age for revival. I'm going to believe God can still bring it. No matter how bad it is. In fact, God brought the most revivals when the darkest hours took place. It's not a form, ritual, poetry. How to say stories right? I, I failed the one on the atheist. But I got the main thing out to you. It's it's hard for me to communicate that story, but it's so precious. Because God saved an atheist, and the word of God didn't return void. He just kept thinking about the cross year after year, and, and his son and his wife say, And so you can admire the Bible for literature. You can admire the Bible for a lot of things. Poetry songs all through the book of Psalms. And I was told in some public schools, they don't mind having the Bible as literature. But they won't get up in front of that class and say, you guys need the God behind the bush. No. No. And God says, my name is called the Word of God. I am the Word of God. Amen. And if the I am is for the Word of God, how many believe a church ought to preach the Bible? Yes. I'm I'm gonna preach a message tomorrow night. I don't want to always say what it is because the Lord led me differently tonight than I thought I was gonna preach last night. But I am gonna the way it's turning out right now, I think I am gonna use this tomorrow night, but I'm not gonna tell you what it is. But I am going to say, how many will be there? If not, if there's one person tonight that's not going to be there, I'm going to preach it tonight and let you go home at 10 o'clock. So, <laughs> how many will try your best to be here tomorrow night? But it is the Bible. It's the sword of the Spirit. Why? The sword of... Of The Spirit in other words when you're reading the Bible It's not just poetry and literature and something good to learn math in the book of numbers Which they did for years in our schools There is a God Almighty who is the Bible True and if God is the Bible should we just have a form of godliness or should we say wow You're behind the bush God and because you're behind the bush. I'm gonna believe all things are possible I'm going to believe that I can keep going to that neighborhood like my wife does. And even if she may never see a soul saved, the word won't return void. And she may hear something, you know, 30 years from now where, 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 oh, or maybe we'll be in heaven looking down and seeing some people get saved later. I don't know if God will allow us to. But I know one thing, God's behind it all. Somebody ought to write a hymn, God's behind it all. And another hymn that it has nothing to do with me. Let's bow in prayer. Thank you, dear God, for being a wonderful God who says, It's not you, you're a vessel with a treasure in earthen vessels, but the treasure is all about the one behind the bush. That's the treasure. How many would agree tonight that God is a treasure? Raise your hands real high. Would you ask Him right now to help you forget you exist? And would you say tonight, dear God, as I go through the rest of my life, I want you to use me. Those of you that may have been in the, ch- in the church here for 40 years or more, ought to say, it's still exciting. You ought to say, wow, God can still use me even more because I'm weaker. And everybody's going to see the bush with a God behind it. How many were encouraged tonight, like I was preaching Would you raise your hand real high and you say I want God to use me But I realize I'm nothing It's not because I listen to Apollos all the time It's not because I listen to whoever it is that I think is the reason for my success It's the God and and God is using men across America, but don't forget It's the God behind those men that are giving themselves to God as to why they're they're blessing your heart I don't even know how to give an invitation tonight, but I I feel led to say this. Is there anyone here tonight that would say, you know, I realize I can't be saved by what I do. It's all Jesus. And you'd say, I want Jesus to truly save me so I don't just have a form of godliness. Would you raise your hand real high? Anybody at all? Praise the Lord. Yes. Someone else that would say, I just want to get it settled and know I'm saved. In your heart, if you're not sure, just say, Lord, thank you for dying on the cross and please help me to see you behind the cross. Just like we preachers get up and say, hide me behind the cross, what we're saying is hide me behind who you are and don't let them see me. And Lord, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Help me to be able to give that gospel out faithfully. And then sometimes God will reward us with, hey, I'm calling you at one in the morning because I'm going to see my wife someday. She just passed away today by cancer and I buried her and I'm going to see her again. And it was at a time I heard that when I was wondering, has anything really happened through all these 6,000 schools? And, and then that call comes and God says, see, I was behind the bush. Would you do this? Would you ask the Lord right now to help reveal himself through you to a lost and dying world? And Lord, I want people to see you because in all my ways, I want to acknowledge you so you can keep directing my path so I no longer have just a form of godliness. But God, give me a passion for souls. Now, I'm not going to, I don't know exactly, I think what I will do is ask you this. How many would say tonight, it was a good thing to be reminded of who God is tonight, and that it's all about Him, and I do want God to use me like never before, would you stand up? Just, you're not going to have you come forward, just stand up. And by standing, you're saying, I want to acknowledge God more so that He can keep directing my steps and be acknowledged as being a God behind the bush that's for my life today. Praise the Lord. Do you realize if all of us mean that? As a matter of fact, if one person meant it, the God of all creation can use the one prayer of one lady to change a whole continent, right? We've seen history stories about that. And if you all mean that, I honestly believe God could bring a revival to this whole country through you who came to a service and found out it doesn't have anything to do with the dark age or oppression. It has to do with the God Almighty using me who is nothing. Would you pray this? Lord, help me to give myself to you and want to reach souls with passion because you came from heaven with passion. Sweat drops of blood even before they crucified you. God, give me a caring heart to say it's all about God, not the bush. Pastor will come, however, he feels led. Thank God for you standing, and I pray revival comes to your heart, which could spread out. I honestly believe this. Let's quit looking for the big explosion and just say, God, use me. Because if you're behind me, you're a creator. And if you're behind me as a creator, you can use me as long as I keep recognizing I'm nothing.